0: Recorded live. How sweet to hold our newborn baby, and feel the pride and joy he gives. But greater still. Certain days Because he lives grave is there to prove my Savior lives.
2: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our Friday night Bible study on TalkShoe. Appreciate the chat room being full like it is. It's a blessing to see all you guys there tonight. Oh, by the way, Brother Kevin, is Calvinist Baptist in there tonight? I didn't uh, get a chance to see if he was there or not. No, he's not. Okay. I want you guys to keep um, the brother in prayer because he's he's um, he's a good kid. I talked to him the other day on the telephone and he's doing some, he's got the Lord's will on his mind and he's going about it the right way, seeking the Lord's face about the calling in his life. So if you will, keep him in your prayers. Appreciate that very much. Anyway, before we get started, I want to thank each and every one of you that do remember me when you pray, because um, probably without some of those prayers, I'd be a... I'd be in a whole lot worse shape than I am right this second. And um, on another note, another brother, who I will not mention the name openly because I don't want to steal his blessings or or let him get his blessings here. He'd rather have them by his own admission when he gets to glory. Wants to see the ministry grow. And he has um, donated to that particular goal alright he's always been a faithful giver and now he's said the Lord had dealt with him and so he has um, he's done what he said he vowed to God he'd do so you folks keep that in your prayers as well which direction when where I mean, really and truly, I want to hear some feedback from you guys. Okay, are you interested in this, or is this entertainment? See, I'm not now. I'm not talking to some of you because we do talk about this on the telephone sometimes. I mean, so don't take this. Some of you, you know who I'm talking about. But um, it seems like that's the way the Lord wants it, this, the ministry, to grow and. We're talking about maybe some shortwave radio and a different venue other than you. I mean, the Lord's put two or three witnesses on it. And I'll give you another witness. This uh, brother I just got through talking about, and another brother that I was friends with about, well, back in 2012. And if I called his name, uh, some of you, Brother Kevin, I'm sure probably would remember him, but... Most of you other guys wouldn't, because I don't know if you're on Facebook or not, because I don't even know some of you's name. But uh, Brother Charles Falkert, you remember him? Kevin? Brother Charles Falkert from Montana?
0: No.
2: He was your friend as well. I was just wondering. What was his name? Charles Falkert.
0: Oh. Yeah, yep,
2: i probably probably it different in my mm-hmm. head, but yeah. Anyway, I pray after we got off the program the other night I checked my email and there he was. I hadn't heard from him in three years. I mean we there was a little falling out or something about something that was said on talk You concerning the word of God and um I hadn't heard a word from him. And I checked the email and I couldn't believe my eyes that it was him and I, I, he's still on my prayer list. Has been for all that time, and he sent me. And I'm not especially not going to bulge the things in the. I'm, I'm gonna call it a, a a dossier that he sent me. It's a download file. It wasn't just a regular old email. It was I had to get it read on the Adobe Reader, and um, it was a blessing. And the things that he talked about were the things that I'm discussing right now with you. In other words, the things I've discussed with you in the past, okay, like Second Witness stuff. And I was just amazed. And then we talked on the telephone. We talked for over two hours, and it was such a blessing to hear. He lives in Montana. He lives in the Flathead River area, the Flathead Valley, the other side of Kalispell. And he was cluing me in on everything. Plus, he is a website builder. That's part of that's part of his um call his call he can build websites and and stuff like that. He's a business minded person so I'm just telling you guys i'm I, please think about this if you want to be a part if you if you just want to be entertained and and be just a regular internet nut job, then just continue to be an internet nut job. But if you want to be part of a ministry that does more is spew and spout something and then live like hell the rest of the week and then all of a sudden become holy on Friday and Sunday and Monday nights, then I, I don't want a part of you. And neither does the Lord because that's what you got in the churches today. But if you're serious about the Lord and want to see this, if you think the ministry is worth it, if you think serving the Lord is worth it and want to be a part of it, okay, to reap, that's what, hey, hey, it's the Lord the one that says do this so you can get these rewards. It's not Brother Don. It's not a selfish thing because eternity is a lot longer than 70 years. Now, if you want to be a part of that, be thinking about it. Be bringing up some ideas, different venues, Shortwave radio is one. But to be a part of that, you've got to be a part of it, not just a mouthpiece.
3: Okay? So, there it is.
2: Brother David, have you got anything to say? Uh, No, I just think that uh, I was
1: going to pray tonight that uh, the Lord would bring us together and build His house. That's, you know, we... Corporately together are the temple of the Lord, the house of God. We are individually, but there's that corporate house.
2: Yes, there is.
1: And I was just uh, going to pray along those lines. And uh, certainly all these other aspects of websites and shortwave radio are excellent.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. See, and we want it to be the Lord's will, folks, and we're going to get into some of that tonight. We're going to find out. Here in Acts chapter 13, all these people that think you just make up your mind to do something when it comes to certain parts of certain ministerial things and just do it. That's BS. The, the Holy Spirit does the calling. The individual does the submitting to the call. But the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. There's no repentance to that. In other words, you don't go into something, Lord, make me a preacher. Lord, make me a Bible teacher. It's already in you. And if the Lord calls you, if the Holy Spirit calls you, you will know it. How will you know it? I've been slobbering and spitting about it for the last three programs. It's
3: there. Romans 12, to 4 See? I mean, that's what the book says. That you may know what
2: is the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Well, those callings are the wills of God in your life. Do you want to know what they are? Or do you want to enjoy the only heaven you're ever going to enjoy? And that will be here on this wicked world. Which to a Bible-believing Christian, washed in the blood, elect according to the foreknowledge of God, this earth is the only hell. This is the closest thing to hell we'll ever go through. Now, what, what what do you want to be a part of? Hmm. And I and I, there's no animosity. If you don't want to be a part of it, then don't. Really and truly, don't. But don't in a big way. In other words, check out. All right. But please, discuss this with me. Send me an email. I don't care if you stay, you know, make up some name if you're so afraid that I I might know your name or maybe that I might say something about you where all the other programs you go to, they might say something bad because it's done all the time, folks. I heard about it this past week from some folks. We're given holy hell by some of those other programs out there. Okay? Especially me personally, and I love every second of it. (laughs) because <laughs> I know the things that are true and I know the things that are false when it comes to some of that stuff out there. You judge a tree by the fruit it bears, not by what your ideas are. So having said that, think about it. Really pray about it. If you're concerned about a calling in your life, then go to the get serious about it. Fast. Give yourself a three or four day fast. That's one of the brothers called me this week and asked him my advice on how what a real up to date Christian fast should be. How to go about it? It's not. It's not like the old the way it was originally started. That was a different way then.
3: Okay, like Daniel fasting for all that length of time, those twenty one days.
2: Doesn't mean you go without. So anyway, I'm getting off the subject. Anyway, the brother's serious, and he means what he's talking about, and he he knows the Lord is he knows the Lord is wanting him to do something. He's trying to find out what it is. So I explained to him the way you find that stuff out is through the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and self denial. You don't find out by three squares, and you don't find out by no prayer, and you don't find out by not intently being in the book. It just don't happen that way, and if it does happen that way, and something shows up and talks to you like it did one of them people I was just referring to, the Bible says that's a that's a demon it don't happen it's it's something from the pits of hell, it's something from Satan it ain't got nothing
3: to do with the Lord.
4: Faith
2: is nothing seen there's nothing about there's nothing about faith that's involved with an angel showing up telling you something. And I don't give a tinker's damn what if five people said it, that they saw it. All that would mean was they saw something, where it came from, they have no clue. They all said, I felt it in my spirit. Well, remember those spirits we talked about the other night where Brother John said in his epistles that they were people that went about with false doctrines False teaching, Paul warns you against angel these, minis- these supposed angels of light that show up as ministers of righteousness. And they're false and they're of Satan. So anyway, keep that in mind as well. That's the problem with going with feelings over fact and faith. I mentioned it the other night. A Bible-believing Christian's faith is based primarily on fact. And that fact is his book, his Bible. If he don't have that, then he then his faith is just reach up and pull it out of the air. Real faith is the substance, the evidence of things not say See, evidence. Evidence. So evidence is material something real. So the facts is the book. The faith is believing what the book said, and it's always good when the Lord, out of His mercy and grace, throws in a feeling. Now, I'm rehashing what I said the other night, but it's for a reason, because there are some folks here that were not here the other night. That's one of the biggest problems with the assemblies of God and the charismatics. They got, the feeling is above everything. Okay? And their, and their faith is, is blind faith. There's no such thing as blind faith. To a Bible believing Christian, like I said.
3: It's based on fact. And the fact's the book. But anyway, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, we won't be part of it. The ones that stay by the stuff get the equal
2: reward as the ones that are out there swinging the sword and doing the work. That's what an assembly is all about. That's what an assembly should do. Okay? And not only are they supposed to love one another as Christ loved the church, or that the, the individual thing is like marriage. We went over the other night. But you can't have the second commandment, love thy neighbor or brother as thyself, until you get into the first one in a big way. It can't be done. It'll all be fake. It'll be a show. That's the reason those verses in 1 Corinthians 13 are so important.
3: Because you can outwardly do all kind of stuff that looks wonderful to the
2: eye, to the outside, to the appearance. But on
3: the inside, it don't mean nothing. Quality, not quantity, is what gets through the fire. Brother David... Uh, go go yes. back go back
2: there and pull up that that up where David where it's it's initiated by David and follows through the rest of the Word of God. God blessed it and that's the way it's been the whole way. About they that tarry by the stuff gets equal reward. Oh okay. Because I'm saying you're talking about it and nobody will be able to go and verify it if we don't give them the, the chapters and verses and everything ourselves. So let's do that mm-hmm. and then we'll move on to Acts
3: thirteen. And folks, while Brother David's turning there,
2: quick prayer, like Nehemiah. Nehemiah was good on that, you know, millisecond prayer, and that's good. The Lord will will use that. But prayer is more than just, God bless this so-and-so, and and watch over so-and-so, and take care of so-and-so, and be with so-and-so, and you know who I'm talking about, Lord. That's when you really, you're really really off in the left field. Well, you know their names, Lord. Sometimes that's good, like especially here in the chat room. When I pray for you guys, I try to single you out in some way, not just bless the chat room folks that I don't know their names. I try to single you out by something you have said or written down. Some of you I can't even do that.
3: But I try to pray for you individually, not as a group, not as a group hug. Prayer's not just
2: five minutes of this. Real prayer entails sweat and energy. Where's your examples? The Lord shows you the types of prayer.
3: Paul gives you examples of the types of prayer. And Folks, just because there's nobody taught you this stuff and told you this stuff before,
2: now the half.
3: Okay? So,
2: ignorance was bliss. It's not bliss anymore. <laughs> okay? Too much is given. Much is required. Brother David, have you found it yet?
1: I'm um, sorry. I have not.
2: All you got to do is tarry by the stuff, and it'll come right up in the concordance. I
1: did that, and didn't come
2: up. Well, let me go and find it myself. Say that, tarry.
4: Try that. And if you'll,
3: when Brother David gets and reads it, you'll hear you'll hear the, what the people were saying, and
2: you'll realize, hey, that's just the way it is today, because it is, ain't nothing no different, ain't nothing new
3: under the sun, but human nature's the same. Uh, I just looked up the word Terry, even, and I can't find it.
1: Are you sure it's Terry, or is it wait?
3: Might be wait
4: or stay. Okay. I know it's there.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. We both do. I mean, we've read it twice
2: before. I see it's in. Let's see. First
0: Samuel.
3: Let's see. Abode by the stuff. First Samuel
2: chapter
1: twenty-five.
2: Yeah, thirteen. Yep. Thirteen. And and just read the the whole little story there.
1: Okay. And David said unto his men, Gird ye on every man his sword. And they girded on every man his sword. And David also girded on his sword. And there went up after David about 400 men, and 200 abode by the stuff. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife...
2: Chapter 30, verse 24, brother. We're on, We're we're, hunting up, we're barking up the wrong tree. It's chapter 30, verse 24, 1 Samuel. Oh. Okay, wrong I was wrong too, brother. <laughs> uh, it
1: happens. Here we go. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff. They shall part alike.
2: Okay, read to them what it's about. Go up a little bit above and read okay. on a little bit through it and a little bit below it. It is carry by the stuff, but Eth, I T H instead of just tarry. That's the reason it wouldn't come up.
1: And David, uh, verse 20, And David took all the flocks and the herds, which they drave before those other cattle, and said, This is David's spoil. And David came to the two hundred men, which were so faint that they could not follow David whom they had made also to abide at the brook Besser. And they went forth to meet David, and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. Then answered all the wicked men, and men of Belial, of those that went with David, and said, Because they went not with us, We will not give them aught of the spoil that we have recovered, save to every man his wife and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. Then said David, ye shall not do so. My brethren, with that which the Lord hath given us, who hath preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our hand, for who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that
2: tarrieth by the stuff. You see it there, folks. Wait, just, wait, wait, wait a second, brother. Somebody goes down and risks their life, goes through the training, puts their but their foot their their neck out. But yet the ones that didn't do jack squat, but set behind the logistic part of it. See. See, it plays out today. Anyway, the logistic, they, according to David, the word of God blessed it and put his anointing on that. They that tarrieth by the stuff in honesty get the same reward as the one that went down, slung the sword, and risked his own life. Don't sound fair, does it?
1: Oh, it certainly sounds fair to me because where would the army be without a supply line?
2: Now you get it. I mean, it it just wouldn't happen. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. And see see you got the Christian life assemblies, that's what, like warfare, that's like camps of the Lord fighting against the enemy, folks. you've got a spiritual mind if you' if you're a child of the king, you've got a spiritual mind that you think like that. The Christian life's like warfare, it's like sports, it's like running, boxing. And everything that's entailed in the other is a type to show you the type, the way things are supposed to work among
3: assemblies and a local church. That's the way you put this stuff together. Continue on, Brother David. Then,
1: for who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as this part is that goeth down to the battle so shall his part be, that tarrieth by the stuff they shall part alike. And it was so from that day forward that he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel unto this day.
2: You got that for Are you Israelites, huh? Oh, he's talking about them back then. Here we go again. If you got that in your head, you you, 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 ain't, you don't stand a snowball's chance. If that's the kind of attitude that comes up, then you, 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 you're getting a lot dropped the ball. You're not thinking on the biblically spiritual way of thinking. Do you know what it says in Hebrews about the ones that we read the other night about the ones that labor and teach the Word of God to you? Remember those that Brother David read? The, it was you that read it, wasn't it, Brother David? Of course it was you. They read all those verses that we went through.
3: See, some folk have their life, their
2: life is set up to where they can't do that. If they don't have that calling like they're going to get here in Acts 13, they're not expected. They're not expected to do everything that like the ones that do have the calling. But God wouldn't be fair if He just called some people and then blessed, blessed them for doing their calling it wouldn't be fair.
1: And, and, you know, Pastor Don, you know, those people that are part of the supply line, they are often involved in intensive warfare themselves. I mean, if the On enemy On an individual
2: wants, basis, right. Absolutely. absolutely.
1: If you're um, someone who's supplying the needs of the ministry and of, of those who are at the forefront of the battle, and he, the enemy's having a hard time taking them down, where's he going to go? Oh, it's going to go back to those supply lines and take them out.
2: Amen, brother. So those that's...
1: people that give to the to God's word, they are targets. Oh, Absolutely. they have to learn how to pray and do spiritual warfare. It's not a piece of cake. Nope. they They're going to get rewarded because they earn it.
2: That's correct, brother. That's what how you. That's how the rewards are gained, folks. See, if for anybody that happens to be new here. We're serious here on this program. This is not a, just a, a pro, uh, this is not a program where everybody goes and sings "Kumbaya" and bad Mouse everybody else. Okay, we are serious. Some of
3: us. I don't know how serious the rest are because there's been no evidence of it. Find that verse in Hebrews, brother, that talks about the ones that watch over the flock, the sheep. They
2: teach. So I think it's in Hebrews 13. And then we will get on. I didn't mean to, I didn't, wasn't even planning on spending any
3: time with this right here. Not at all. No. (laughs) It's good though.
4: Hebrews chapter thirteen,
3: verse seventeen, brother. Okay.
2: Hebrews
3: thirteen, seventeen. See
2: now now keep in mind this is a spiritual rule. All right. This has got nothing to do with politicians. It's got nothing to do with a, somebody walking around with a rod knocking you upside the head, like a Catholic the Catholics set up. Okay, it's got nothing to do with that. It's biblically based assemblies. That's what all that's throughout the epistles. Titus, first and second Timothy, they were preachers. Titus was a preacher, a pastor. Okay, so was Timothy, the pastor of Ephesus, the, the church in Ephesus. Okay, so keep that in mind with what he's reading here. Go ahead, brother. Verse verse seventeen. I'll start at
1: verse sixteen. He was thirteen. Verse sixteen, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well
2: pleased. See, that, that, this, what we're talking about is a sacrifice. Of course it's a sacrifice on your part. But that's the kind of sacrifice that the, the, the Lord blesses you in eternity with. Go ahead, brother. Obey them that have the rule
1: over you, and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls, as they that must give an account. That they may do it with joy, and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you.
2: Stay there, folks. Pray. Go ahead. That's
1: okay. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience and in all things willing to live honestly.
2: Okay, that's good, brother. Acts chapter thirteen, folks. I, I that's 13. sure. If there's any spirit, <laughs> any spiritual thinking at all, you are understanding this. And praise God, some of these people that are coming out of the woodwork, they get it. They get it. And that, that brother, if you folks, if I went ahead and told you, but I'm not. Go ahead, brother. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Let's go there.
1: Now there were in Antioch, oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me start again. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manane, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch. Okay, and stop. I want, you, I
2: want you to stop right there, and I'm going to give, before we go any further, we need to pray, brother. Go ahead and open us in a word of prayer. Yes.
1: Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you tonight with thanksgiving, and we thank you that we have this opportunity to meet together, and I pray, Father, that the things that you delight in sharing with us tonight by the Holy Spirit who is the teacher that we would receive from the Holy Spirit those things you desire to teach us tonight and I believe that you will leave no stone unturned in our hearts in our mind Lord those Uh, things that we're trying to hide under a rock somewhere in our life lord shine the light on them and, and and convict us of those things and bring us into the light of your word fully in bearing everything to you and lord willing to do the work to which you've called us lord i pray that you'd build your temple that you'd build your body you'd build your church that corporate assembly that meets together meeting everyone's needs according to your words may it be done to us according to your will and according to the desire of your own heart may it be done to us and father i lift up to you calvinist baptist and and i pray that you would underline the calling in his life and highlight it and lead him along the words of righteousness onto that path of his calling, Father, in the name of Jesus I pray. And Father, we give thanks for your word tonight. In Jesus' name, so be it.
2: Amen. Amen. And just to quote a verse out of Hebrews that we should that was in the same chapter, Brother David just reading. The Bible says, Direct commandment, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, okay. But you know what? Forsaken your assembling of your... Well, we're doing that here. Well, why do you badmouth Judeo-Christian churches if you ain't got the spiritual guts to have a Anglo-Israel, true Bible-believing assembly yourself? See what I mean? Pot, it's like the pot calling the kettle black.
3: You'll be judged according to those words, by the way. Every single word that man speaketh
2: shall he give an account of in the day of judgment. Again, the Scriptures, not my opinion. Okay, back in Acts chapter 13, brother. It's, it's okay. it. Read off that verse 1 one more time, and I want you, when you get to the word, the comma, right past Niger, I want you to stop and pull up your okay. concordance.
1: All right. Now, there were, were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. As Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger.
2: Okay. Now then, I'm going to give you a little history lesson, folks. Never done it. And check it. Hey, like I always say, check me out, brother. Pull up that word Niger in that strongest concordance, by the okay. way, while I'm talking. Mm-hmm. The word Niger <laughs> is the Latin word for black. This is where the Southern expositors got the word "nigger." If you, it's "nigger" in Latin, Brother David's fixing to read it to you. Okay, so all you people, oh, if you use the word "nigger," the Southerners knew from because this is the Bible Belt. It has to do with the color. Okay. You can't get around it. There is no getting around it with a get-around machine. And if this prophet here had any... if He he was probably a leader from Cyrene to go back to his country. This is where... Listen, this has been taken, this word Niger... The 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 folks that have twisted it have took it to try to force integration and race mixing. Who did that, Brother Don? The abolitionists did. Pre the war of northern aggression, the big the Catholic Church did it to push integration. Okay, the Episcopalians did it to push integration and race mixing. All this earlier that was what. Form the huge United Methodist Church, the Northern Baptist, they twisted the meaning totally throughout acts seventeen twenty six see you got to take the whole book this guy if it was a, if it's a black leader, he goes to his people because the bounds of that black person is set. By Act seventeen twenty six, they took half of the verse. Billy Graham did the same thing in Harold Lockengay back right before the civil rights movement. They took half of Act seventeen twenty six, and the and the wrong interpretation of this word here, and tried to mouth, mouth, put this confusion fusing something together that was a lie, a half truth.
3: Brother David, read to him what Strong says. All of them. Every bit of it. Yes. Strong's G, 3526. Niger.
1: Niger. Okay, uh, outline of biblical usage. Niger equal black. Uh, surname of the prophet Simeon. Strong's definition, Niger of Latin origin means black. Niger, a Christian... And nigger again.
2: Okay. Now, folks, that's just the way it is. Find it, you now. Go, you go, run and find you somebody that'll change the word of God and insert their own word, and their hell will be just it, just fine. It'll it'll burn just as hot as the Lord wants it to burn for taking away and adding to God's word. That's in your manuscripts, by the way.
1: Yeah, and the the proper pronunciation is nigger.
2: Sure nigger. <laughs> that's right. It's nigger. Nigger, yeah. nigger, nigger. And the no, southerners it. picked it up and used it. ain't got nothing to do with being lazy like the new political career. Oh, that old sorry word. They call themselves that. Brother Don uses it in front of them all the time. I don't have no problem with it. They ain't have no problem with it, but that's where we got it from. And like I said, it was used to try to push integration. The Jews, the ADL, Okay, and the NAACP understood this and pushed it using half of one verse and this right here to try to force integration before the civil rights movement. I've quoted y'all at least five times about what was said by the Southern Baptist Convention in 1954-55, and then the complete turnaround and ball faced line they did in 1958. See. All this political correctness is jumped on and used by the Jew and all the media and everything else. And the very Word of God tells you where it started. Now you have the true history. And if you don't believe it, like I said, check it out.
3: The wrong usage
2: and the correct usage.
3: Okay? Okay? So when you ball up and blow
2: away when Brother Don uses the word nigger and it offends you, just stroke your offense and know that Brother Don is speaking what the Word of God already confirms. Didn't there's nothing bad there's no bad connotation here about it? There's no bad there's nothing there's nothing here derogatory. But that's where Southerners got it.
3: Now, you Yankees deal with it, okay? And you just don't want to stir up no trouble, right?
2: You just, not, well, everybody, it makes them feel bad. Or, and I might get in trouble. See, there's your problem all along right there. It's trying to go along with the world. If they come up and try to, they they're doing the work, anybody kicking the name, kicking somebody out for using the word Jesus they're going to do the same thing with something that you you know that you're using now they're going to do the very same thing in the in the coming future with words that you're using now with things you're using now they have nothing to do when the Jews figure out a way to push it and they are they're going to try to exercise everything that's been pure and holy and been used by our people they're going to push it try to push it out of existence to the very point that when you meet, you'll have to meet in secret like they did during the latter part of Nero's reign, and then you'll go back to the fires and the stakes just like they did during the Dark Ages. It's going to happen, folks, and it could happen a lot sooner than later. you want the Muslims? And Brother Brian and him over there overseas is getting getting all that bunch of reprobate Muslims coming in. Do you know what Sharia law is? Do you know what if you don't renounce Christ and take up Mohammed, what they do to you? Oh, but they would never do that. Is that right? You just go on living in a pipe dream, see, in your little seal houses and believing that if you don't Stand up now and make a stand now. You're going to catch it later on or your kids is going to catch it and guess whose fault it'll be. And don't don't think I'm sitting here talking about going out looking for trouble. That's not what I'm saying. Am I saying go down to the local supermarket and run around, point a finger, say nigger, nigger, nigger? No, I'm not. I'm giving you the proper perspective Okay, and telling you that you've been lied to, and showing you what the lie did to your people. Voila, the civil rights movement. Voila, the A.D.L. in everybody's business, including Brother Don's. Oh yes, I'm on their list.
0: Guest ten's got a question. Yes, you. Why did the translators use the Latin word when defining the Greek text? I don't know,
2: you'd have to ask them.
1: Well the origins were Latin. It didn't necessarily say they used that's the origin of the name. So that's, that's right. They just used that name.
0: That's it, correct.
1: It's like David, whatever the origins are, Hebrew and so forth, they I still use that same name
2: today. That's correct. I mean, you know, if you believe they were under, if you believe it's from God, then you don't have a no problem with it. If you believe that it's just man's way of doing things, if you believe that God, that God has not blessed it, and you don't believe you believe that the memorization by millions and millions and putting it in their heart is is not of God, it's just of man, then you're not going to understand what Brother David just said. That's the way we got. It. Hey, check it out in the uh, hey the ASV's got it that way. You want another version? Check out a few versions and read it to them in other versions, Brother David. Let's take a little other version lesson. You know, on your concordance, you can go over there to the right and it'll and, and put your mouse, your browser, your mouse on that little bitty arrow, and it'll drop down, and there'll be a bunch of different versions for that verse. You know where I'm talking about? Uh, where, it says, where it says tools? Uh, no, let me go there, and I'll oh. tell you exactly where it's at. So up in the right hand corner where it says right you see KJV there, okay? Now oh, right yes. beside it, just put your put your mouse there and click it and a bunch of different versions will pop down. See there? N A S V. Yes. You know, okay. Let's read it for you what a few other versions say about this right here. Go ahead, brother.
1: Okay. How about uh, New American Standard Bible?
2: There you go. Okay.
1: And it says, now there were at Antioch, in the church that was there, prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called, same word,
2: Niger That's or right. Nigger. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Let, let's get one from a different bunch of, te- let's get one from the Alexandrian text. How about that? The NIV. Okay. Check The NIV. That's from your other family of manuscripts, not the Antioch and Textus Receptus. Let's get some from Alexandria, Egypt. That some people just love so much. Okay, the LXX. No, the LXX is the Septuagint, brother. I'm talking about the NIV.
1: Oh, you want the NIV? Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. That the NIV basically comes from the Alexandrian text. Okay.
1: Now, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger or nigger.
2: There you go. Same thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. It ain't got squat to do with the King James translators is what the point I'm trying to make to you.
1: Yeah, it's the guy's name. That's I mean.
2: correct. That's right. And it's a Latin word, and the meaning is nigger. Okay. We spend if, no I had a,
1: if I huh? had a French name, for example, and I wanted you to use the French version of David, which is David, then you would... Use the way I wanted you to say it, David, right?
2: And yep. Let me let me just give you another quick example along the same lines. You know, the Lord never calls Paul, Paul. And during this, when, as we're going so far in Acts, mm-hmm. that he's Saul. But one here in 13, we're going to see that it's Saul plus Paul. His real name was Saul, Paul. His, he was a Roman, he was a free man, a Roman citizen. That's where Paul comes from. Paul in the Hebrew, you know what it means? Beautiful. No. Oh, yes, beautiful and wonderful. Hmm. The word Paul in Hebrew, in the in the other in the other in the in the Greek, it means little one, small or small stature, or something like that. I, I forget. it offhand. panned. It, it doesn't come back. But it's got to do with something little. But in the Hebrew, that's what it means: wonderful and beautiful, something great. But anyway, his real name was Saul, Paul, and the Greeks, all, uh, the, the, all the Jews and the Judeans, the Edomites alike, knew him as Saul. And then like, as, it, as it progresses slowly, then the Saul is going to be completely dropped, and it's going to be Paul, Paul, Paul. Why is that? Because he was called to the scattered tribes and to kings in the whole world, all right? So he goes by that name from then on out. Okay, Brother David, we can get out of these reprobate Bibles and get back to the true Word of God, okay? Yes.
1: Okay, Acts 13, verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them.
2: Ah, who did the call in there, Brother David? The Holy Ghost. God Thank you very much. Thank you very much, and he ain't he ain't changed one bit. He still does the calling. But the problem is Amen. with a lot of folks, you don't get in calling distance. You don't you don't get in calling distance to where you can even hear what's being shouted by the Spirit of God. See, there's th- there's some things you have to do yourself, folks. There's some, it's you know. What discipline? Discipline. You know what discipline is. Do you know what
0: self-denial
2: is? Deny. See how the Lord put it, brother David. Deny yourself and take up your cross. Isn't that what He said? Yes, He did. Good. What did you folks deny? What did you deny yourself of today? What have you in your Christian life from when, when you set your faith on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ? Have you denied yourself of? What have you put away? what it's all through the script hey not it's there it's everywhere what have you denied yourself what have you been made a made a uh, uh a rule to deny yourself so much for prayer and fasting every now and then to get to to try to get your prayers you know all them prayers they were fasting like daniel you know it's part of ain't nothing changed today folks pray without ceasing paul says and that's just prayer I'm talking about. If you're serious about something, you got to let the Lord's watching you, or your angel is sitting around recording everything you're doing and passing
3: on the skivvy to the Lord. However, that stuff takes place. Denial. You don't hear none of that, do you?
2: That flesh hates that. I can't stand hearing about it myself. My flesh despises every bit of it when I start teaching it. But you know what? I know it's true. And I know it's part of the Christian life. And that's what we're supposed to do. Okay? No matter how bad this flesh hates it. The the inner man loves it. Because the inner man realizes the communion with the Lord gets closer. And it's obedience to the one he loves. That's the inner man that loves it. The other old outward man wants to get everything he can get for himself in this three score and ten continue on brother David
1: verse 3 and when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them they sent them away so they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed unto Cilicia and from thence they sailed to Cyprus and when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they had also John to their minister.
2: Okay, this John here is not John the Apostle. This is John Mark. Probably, I said probably, a convert by the Apostle Peter. Okay? And later on, we're going to see that this, and I call him mama's boy, and nobody knows for sure what the contentions were, but whatever they were, Paul got sick of him and said, I ain't going, I ain't no way I'm taking that sapsucker, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now, I ain't taking that sapsucker with me. Uh-uh. New, 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 Barnabas, he ain't going. Or I ain't going. Now, 20 years later, you find out in Timothy, that John, Mark, whatever the problem was, had got his act together. Because Paul tells you in his last will and testament to bring, tell, bring John, bring Mark with you for now. He's profitable unto me for the ministry. There's 20 years difference between when he's fixing to say ain't happening to when he, everything's changed. See? Your spiritual life can change a lot sooner than 20 years it can change overnight in some areas when you ma- when that heart makes up its mind and that that bell goes off in your brain down to your heart. Sometimes it takes longer than it does for some. You know, some are more dedicated than others. That's just what we have. That's just the way it is. The body has many members, and each member has a different office, but each one of them is just as important to the other. The foot's just as important. As the hand. And the butt, I hate to get graphic, but I am. The butt is just as important as the head, as the shoulders, as the arms. Or as Paul says, the uncommonly parts are just just as useful and important to the Lord. Okay? Continue on, brother.
1: Verse 6. And when they had gone through the isle unto Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer. A false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country Sergius Paulus Okay a prudent man. okay
2: okay this Sergius Paulus this is we're going to find out that he's going to trust Christ, he's going to trust the gospel shortly, but I want this is a type of something that happens in every one of our lives. It's been you, you that have been in the ministry, and I'm sure Brother David's going to amen what I'm fixing to say, and the ones that have done stuff for the Lord and seen things happen, you're going to understand what I'm fixing to say. But there is a Bar-Jesus, that's what his name is, by the way, Elimus or Bar-Jesus. You're going to, every time you start to do something for the Lord that the Lord's in, there's going to be one of these alignment sorcerers pop up in, uh, and going to be in, con, in contradiction to what is the right and true way. See, like the stuff I've been talking about over the last two or three programs, you find somebody you want to discuss with. See, what I've talked to you about is try it's tried and proven for two thousand years. But when you start discussing it with somebody else, they may be a bar Jesus. There ain't no ways, right? No, you shouldn't do that. They ain't got—he ain't got no business saying that stuff. That's not what my Bible says. That's not what the way the Holy Spirit's leading me. See? Oh yes,
3: oh yes.
2: You'll find out that you'll have one pop up just about every time. Sometimes things will go smooth every now and then, but uh, most of the time that opposition will arise. When you try Lord should I do that, is that the right thing? And then somebody tried to take you and and skirt you away. That's not what my version says. That's not what the Greek says. Well this is my opinion on that. I'm just telling you folks, you and, and some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, brother David? Yes, I certainly do. It can be a family yeah. member, it can be a wife, it can be a brother, it can be a father, it can be a mother, it can be a friend, it could be a Joe blow
3: off the street, it could be anything. And I'm sure that some of y'all are already saying, "You I mean, you, that, that's, exa- that's
2: what was happening, I'll be doggone. When such and such did so and so and said this about that, you see what I'm saying, folks? Keep that in mind, because like I just got through saying less than 45 seconds or a minute ago, the stuff I've told you over the last two programs is tried and proven over 2,000 years. Lord bless it, bless it, bless it, bless it. So I know it's true, and I don't give a tinker's damn what any of these new reprobates that's running around out there trying to be something that they're not say. The stuff talked about tonight has been tried and proven. Death, and it's been written in blood, paid for in blood and life. Continue, Brother David.
1: A prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Iliumus, the sorcerer, for so his is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith.
2: See there? Now this this is the first, we're going to use the word because it's the word that's in our Bible. This is the first personal convert of the Apostle Paul. This is him, Sergius Paulus. Just it's funny, I and mean, I think I've mentioned it before, maybe I've mentioned it twice. Paul, he's got the same name as Paul. That was his first convert. This guy really is interested in wanting to know the word of God and oh boop, wants to know about the faith, and something and then somebody pops up to, to turn him away from the faith. Or, and, or they, like I said, that goes for anything of the Lord. There is opposition. See, once you, if if you can't even get past the flesh, you, you, then you don't stand a snowball's chance anyway, okay? Once you get past the flesh part of it, the flesh opposition, then comes the spiritual opposition. And it comes in the form of another person usually. Go ahead, Brother David.
1: Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And mm. now.
2: Okay, brother, I'm just. I'm just. And mm, go ahead.
1: And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand.
3: Okay, here we have
2: Paul giving this guy a dose of what the Lord gave him on the road to
3: Damascus. This guy got in the way of the will of the Lord. And so Paul just...
2: She dumps on him some of what. The Lord doesn't give Paul all this these apostolic signs and wonders. And he dumps some blindness on this guy. Continue on, brother. Then the deputy, when
1: he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Now, when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John... Departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if ye have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Rumor has it they changed their uh, standard operating procedure, and
3: uh, from now on, decided <laughs> Yoke, they <yeah>.
1: interview
2: guys. <laughs> oh yeah, because Paul, what Paul's fixing to do here, folks? He's fixing to stand up and give them hell, Columbia, like Brother Stephen did, and he's going. It's going to sound like Brother Stephen, okay. And and it, it's a it's a this is a piece on copied brother Stephen's notes and <laughs> oh yeah they did that in Bible school anyway you know yeah he's going to be preaching sound just like brother Stephen he's going to get to the nitty gritty he's going to give you a historical lesson as well because he's teaching a bunch of Israelites that are unconverted okay go ahead brother verse sixteen
1: then Paul stood up and beckoning with his hand. Said, "Men of Israel, and ye that fear God,
2: give audience." Stop right there. I got it. I I bring this up again, and I explained it this afternoon to another person. There's two different classes of folks here. See, this is not a polysyndeton. This word right here, this "and." See, so and I explained what that was the other day, and I don't think I need to explain. Look it up if you don't if you don't know what it means. I'm Not gonna spend the time again right this second. Ye peep the people of Israel and ye that fear God. You remember how much we've been up went over the proselyte situation, Brother David? Oh, many, many times. That's, and this is a this is somebody other than Israelites that he's talking about, and ye that fear God. See? Don't you believe a word for what I just said? You go check it out, folks. Go check it out. But you got to check it out in the scriptures, and we don't went over them. And if you was listening, you got it. A polysyndeton is a thing where you see, so you see, some subject raised like, "You men of Israel, wonderful, true, and great of good courage." That's a polysyndeton. All those ands. It all refers back to the first part. This one doesn't. And there are many, many places it doesn't. I've called them to your attention before. Don't know if you listened and wrote a note about it or not. Marked it in your Bible or not. There's two different folks. See, if you come in with, a, with the idea that there's no dealing with anything but Israel, then you've you, then you um Well, man, uh, one of them old sayings just came back to my mind. Lord, forgive me for that. You done messed up. Let's just put it that way. As far as understanding the Scriptures. Continue on, Brother David.
1: Men of Israel, and ye that fear God, give audience. The God of this people of Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with a high arm brought he them out of it. And about the time of forty years suffered he their manners in the wilderness. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he divided their land to them by lot.
2: Let me say something about this. This is pure speculation, what I'm fixing to say, folks. But it's, it's awful funny that the original land, the land grant here, the, the one that they were, we just said, the seven nations of wickedness, And isn't it awful funny about our seven Christian, our used-to-be white Anglo-Israel Christian nations of today? Isn't it funny that they're both seven? Oh, they had to wipe out that seven, and now you probably couldn't tell the difference. And our Caucasian, which used to be once Caucasian nations today, you probably couldn't tell the difference really than them and this bunch that was wicked back then. This funny thing. Go ahead, Brother David.
1: And after that, he gave unto them judges about the space of 450 years until Samuel the prophet. And afterward, they desired a king, and God gave unto them Saul the son of Kis, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, by the space of 40 years.
2: Okay, by the way, for you folks that um, that want to know a little bit about demonology and stuff that I did I haven't gotten into completely yet and promised I'd do a program, somebody was talking about a Christian being demon-possessed. Well, do you think, using the word in the Old Testament sense, because it ain't the same, but an Israelite got demon-possessed, Saul was demon-possessed, okay? Saul, Mister, the first king of Israel, got demon-possessed. Go read it. Died that way. With no repentance toward God. Funny he's not mentioned in the Hebrews Hall of Fame, isn't it? In chapter 11. Strange, isn't it? I wonder. Go ahead, Brother David.
1: And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king. To to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, A man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. Of this man's seed hath God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a Savior, Jesus. When John had first preached before his coming the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel, and as John fulfilled his course, he said, Whom think ye that I am? I am not he, but, behold, there cometh one after me, whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to loose. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God.
2: You see the difference right there again, Brother David. Do you see that?
1: See
2: there, folks, it's right in front of your face. Right in front of your face. Go ahead, Brother. To you is
1: the word of this salvation sent.
2: So it's sent
1: to both. That's correct. the stock of Abraham and whosoever among you feareth God. That's correct. To you is the word of this salvation sent. For they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath day, They have fulfilled them in condemning him. And thou, though they found no cause of death in him, yet desired they Pilate that he should be slain. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulcher.
0: Okay,
2: they that desired Pilate to kill him, um, Paul says it was, uh, was, does he not say here that it was Israelites that did it? Yes, Yes, he does. Yes, Mm -hmm. he does. He came into his own, and his own received him not. Continue on, brother.
1: But God raised him from the dead, and he was seen many days of them which came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. And we declare unto you glad tidings, how that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God hath fulfilled the same unto us his children, in that he hath raised up Jesus again. As it is also written in the second Psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee.
2: Okay, I would be remiss if I didn't stop right here and bring you up to date on the on the transition that's taken that has taken place up to Acts chapter thirteen. Okay, and and give you a little reasoning here. You started off in Acts one and two with the with the with the promise of the Spirit, and you started out with those original apostles Doing their thing because it's primarily to Israel, and through the chapters you saw them do their signs and wonders to the Judeans because the Jew seeks for a sign. All right. Now as we've we've progressed on through here, don't and don't forget, don't forget, I keep pounding on the subject that the commandment from the Lord to the apostles was to get out of Dodge. And go to the go to the rest of the world. And they didn't do it. They're still in Jerusalem. They'll run out for a while and come right back and set on their keisters in Jerusalem, which is disobeying what they were commanded to do. Don't forget that. I keep bringing it up for a reason. So what you've got now is we've come through all these mighty this mighty revival in Jerusalem and the outlay outlying cities of Jerusalem, you've got these big revivals of Israelites that are getting saved okay, according to what Peter preached, the original message that Peter preached, where baptism had something to do with salvation
3: for those Israelites, okay?
2: Now, as we've come on through here, then all of a sudden we got Philip in one of those situations for in the outlying cities and the Spirit says, Boop! Pops him down not no not, he rode down he took run up on this Ethiopian eunuch and he preached unto him Isaiah fifty three. See, that's the that's the pure gospel whereby you're saved, if you keep in that in remembrance with faith, according to first Corinthians
3: fifteen, one to five, death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. First one servant, slave,
2: Isn't it funny that Joseph got his bride? Joseph is a type of Christ, the greatest type of Christ in the whole Bible. In a hundred and fifty two particulars, he's a type of Jesus Christ. You
3: know where he got his wife? Egypt. Egypt. You ever stop and think about them things? You mean name some more? How about Old, uh, Moses. Huh?
2: About him. See, I've done heard some of the other people just, but just strain at gnats and bend and twist and just flat out lie trying to tell some folks, trying to justify their doctrine. I ain't bent nothing. I'm just telling you about the book, okay? Telling you what the book says. But isn't it funny? That that servanthood comes all the way down through, and it's still in effect today. It's never taken away to a certain bunch of people. A servant of servants shall you be to your brethren. That's never been taken away. That's where that bunch gets blessed. But anyway, and then here's Philip. If you open first one, that there isn't got nothing to do with water baptism, that it's all by, if you believe with all your heart, you're saved, then you can get baptized, a Gentile, so to use the terminology in the
3: scriptures of another nation. First one, a slave, a servant.
2: Things are changing. It's not just the folks around Jerusalem. Things are changing. There's transition taking place. Then you got Peter, went up on the rooftop, hungry. <laughs> Remember he was hungry. And all of a sudden he sees this vision and the, and the sheet pops down. By the way, three times. Three times it comes down, making that point clear. And then three men come to see him. Mamma mia, the pizza eater, Mr. Cornelius
3: from the Italian band. And then all them things happen to him. While Peter, Peter's sitting there running his
2: mouth about the gospel and everything falls down on these guys, they ain't done nothing. They ain't done squat. They ain't believe with all their heart. They ain't done nothing. Peter's still preaching. And they get the Holy Spirit. Some of them speak in tongues. See how things are changing. The transition is taking place. Remember what I told you in Acts chapter 7 where the door is finally shut on national Israel for national salvation? How do I know that? Because those two things I told you happen after Acts chapter 7. The Lord starts showing you individually. They're calling out individuals. Individual eunuch, Cornelius. Now, the household comes in later, but it's specifically Cornelius. And it's the Lord doing the show, the difference. Not Brother Don. It's right there in black and white. You can see it yourself. Because national salvation is gone for the time being. You're seeing a transition take place. Now what you're watching is right at the death of Stephen, the man that's called out that could could bring Jesus Christ forth and show everybody Jesus Christ using the Old Testament scriptures is called out. And his name is Paul. And God is going to quit talking about Peter. And quit talking about the rest of them here in this transition book. And it's all going to be about Paul. And Luke, the one that's going with him everywhere. And stayed with him till the day he died. It's transitioning over. Going individual, just like I've taught you. Paul's first convert, individual. Not a bunch, an individual. God's picking and choosing. What's he picking and choosing for now? Because he's replacing the original third that fell. Like I've told you before, that this is my opinion. It's not only my opinion, it's the opinion of some folks a lot smarter than me. But that the Lord is picking out the Israel-elect bride to fulfill, to restock the original ones that fell with Lucifer. A third, you know, fell. Now that elect bride, the Israel elect bride, will ar- will eventually be filled. The number will be filled up again. How can you say it's a number, brother Don? How can you say that it's innumerable? You can, you can, he can keep on doing it. Is that right? Well, let's think about this thing for just a second. You know that a tabernacle that was given, you you ever went and read the measurements of the tabernacle and the the way the Lord was so specific how big it was, how big it got, the
3: dimensions and how it got built? Guess what? It'll only hold so many. It'll only hold so many. You hear me? I'll say it one last time.
2: It will only hold so many. In other words, it has a finite number inside. Do you know what the Lord said about you?
3: Know ye not, ye are the temple of God.
4: See, I put that together. Simple. Temple of God, so big,
3: only holds so many folks. Remember
2: that when John's talking in the Book of Revelation, and that he said, or in this this angel, it says this angel spoke to John, says so and so, and John falls down to worship him, and this what appears to be an angel says, "Get up! Don't worship me. I am of your brethren, the
3: prophets." he's replaced the part that fell. And he's one of the saints of the prophets,
2: but for appearance is wise, he looks like an angel. That's what the Lord's doing, folks. I don't know when the finite number is going to be reached. Now them, them, whosoever wills, they don't dwell where we dwell. See, because the area we were originally in only held so many. That's the reason you got the
3: world given to national Israel. Romans 4. That's what God gave Abraham
2: originally because everything that was going to take place was going to encompass the whosoever wills. It was going to encompass the who originally was unbelieving Israel and their whatever you want to call it temple thing, in the last eight chapters of Ezekiel, and it was going to encompass the whosoever wills, which would, then you've got the whole world for that to take place. But the New Jerusalem, it has certain dimensions. Guess what? It only holds so many.
1: There is also a number given, 144,000,
2: but I don't know if that's a concrete number or... Oh, it's a, it's a concrete number for something. Mm-hmm. I've heard every explanation in the world, and there ain't no way, brother, that it could possibly be what we're talking about because a third of the, the angels were innumerable originally. Okay? So that's a whole lot more than 144,000. Okay? Mm-hmm. But that is, that 144,000 is something. There's something too that. The Lord's never given me any light other than what everybody else thinks, you know, along some of the lines of what other people teach but really.
1: it is a good example of what you're saying, that it's finite. That oh, yes.
2: Oh, 12,000
1: of each tribe that are doing this. So whether they're the leaders of those, the rest or whatever, there is that finite
2: group that's shown there, right? There sure is. And that's what people have problem with. See, the ones that understand election... They're, they they're they're a step ahead of the ones that don't understand election because they understand that there is a that's a finite number that are elect see see both both sides both the Calvinist side and the other side are correct this is where you get in trouble with half truth with with half truths and not rightly dividing the word of, of truth and putting the right people in the right place where they belong that's the reason for division that's the reason you got a baptist church a presbyterian church and a methodist church because they were divided over eternal security eternal security is absolute fact for election it's not for the other one group chosen before the foundation of the world that's
3: set in stone and in scripture okay The other's not. Whenever the Lord decides to take away the firmament, there's no telling what's out there, folks. We don't know. So the whosoever wills in that innumerable bunch that can keep coming in under their free will, there's no telling
2: what's what's going to happen, where they're going to be. I know what it said in Revelation, that they come in... They can come into the New Jerusalem. They don't stay. They come in and they partake of a tree that gives them eternal life, that makes them live forever. So, what they do after that, I don't know. There are, you can only put so many people on the plane in face of the earth. Must be going to take them somewhere. I don't know what God's got planned. It probably in the book. I hadn't found it yet, though. Now, what I've just told you in the last five, ten minutes is is as strong a meat as you could possibly ever get. Some of you, will; it'll entice you into studying, and some
3: of you don't have a clue what I just got through saying. This angel business, the Lord said...
2: When they said, oh, "What will they be in the resurrection?" The Lord said, "Like the angels in heaven, they neither marry nor given in marriage." You know, but as that didn't mean anything about being not not sexless. It ain't got nothing to do with being sexless. It's got to do with they just don't get married. That was that was do not do commandment from the very beginning. That's the reason it was such a big sin in Genesis six when the angels came down to the daughters of men. They gave up their orkaterion, whatever in the world that is, but that's what it calls it in the Greek. It, in other words, they transformed from one dimension to the other. They put off something that allowed them to go back and forth between dimensions. They put it off, and that, well, that allowed them to come in and stay in this dimension or this plane of existence and have kids. And it was in the, only in the is the name of it, but that's what it did. That allowed it to happen. But that's what's taking place right now. Have we reached that point? And when we reach that point, the age of grace is over. The age of salvation by grace through faith plus nothing is over with. How do you know that? When we get to the book of Revelation, I'll show you all through it. There's a, it'll be just like it was in the Old Testament where there was an element of works involved with whether they went to Abraham's bosom or not or whether it was in God's good standing or not. There's an element of works involved. I said an element of works. And now it's not by righteous, anything righteous that we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. See? And that's exactly the way it'll be done for national Israel eventually. For national, that's what Paul says in Romans 11. The deliverer shall come out of Zion, and then all Israel shall be saved. That's the national salvation there. Peter mentions it when he says the salvation is yet to be revealed. He's talking about that national salvation that's coming to, to national Israel. That's the difference. That's what some of them didn't go far enough and allow the Lord to show them. And that's why there's so much division, because people will not rightly divide the word of truth. Continue, Brother David.
1: Uh, Acts 13, verse 34. And as concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption, he said on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David.
2: Okay, we went over the sure mercies of David. That sure mercies of David is eternal security that no matter what the stuff you do and screw up, it tells you that God will punish you, he will chasten you and scourge you, but he won't get rid of you because you're elect. You're, You're already there. You're as good as there. I mentioned it the other night. We've done went and read the sure mercies of David before. Paul talks about it again in Romans. Talking about, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Brother John says, he that is born of God, talking about the inward man, doth not commit sin, neither can he sin because he's born of God. That's that inward man. Not the flesh and the outward man, that's the inward man, the soulish the inward soul that's sealed to the day of redemption. That comes with the sure mercies of David. Continue on, Brother David. Verse
1: 35. Wherefore he saith also in another psalm, Thou shalt not suffer thine holy one to see corruption. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on asleep and was laid unto his fathers, and saw corruption. But he, whom God raised again, saw no corruption. But it known unto you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. You
2: can't get no clear, the crystal, beautiful, clear water, clear glass, whatever. You got to read that again, brother.
1: Certainly. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by the... By him, all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses.
2: Amen, amen, amen. You know what? I'm going to tell you. I mean, let me give you a scenario of the way it's probably going come, gonna to come down. And if um, we're around or some of you younger bucks are around, and sit, remember Brother Don told you this. This is probably how it's going to happen. You're going to hear when once once the last member elect bride is 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 pulled in the fold. Once that last one, once the number is recompleted, like it was before before e before time started and things change, then you're going to have a bunch of people running around talking about you need to repent and get saved and receive the sure mercies of David. You need to, but for by grace you're saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Trust me, I'm telling you what the Word of God says. Come and be saved, all you only believe,
4: only believe.
2: They'll go to hell like a bullet. They'll go to hell like a bullet. You know Why? Because the numbers done been filled under grace, and it's back under the Old Testament type of element of works and grace. Grace has always been here, folks. It's by the grace of God he has anything to do with creation, because we're so wicked. But it'll that el, that element of works will come in, and you'll have people running around telling everybody. That they can be saved by just believing and having faith like we're doing now, because it's for now, but it ain't for then. How do I know this? It tells you that in the book of Revelation. That keep the law of Moses
3: and
2: have the faith of Jesus Christ. Thought I was making it up, didn't you? Turn over there and read it to him, Brother David. Uh, which I think it's chapter 14, verse 13. Okay. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Faith and works. You can't beat it with a beating machine. Because the law of Moses is all about do, 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 do. Or don't do this or don't do that. Grace through faith plus nothing that. It's got nothing to do with works. Got nothing to do. The salvation part has nothing to do with works. The works have to do with the reward. Totally different.
3: Go ahead and read that verse, brother.
1: Um, what book am I going to? Revelation. Act-
3: oh, I'm sorry.
1: Okay. Acts thirteen.
2: Revelation chapter
0: fourteen, verse thirteen. Okay.
1: And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe.
2: Brother, brother, stop right there. I think that my Internet service has went... Well, I couldn't be talking... Well, I'm on the phone... Does it show me on the Internet, Brother Kevin, still logged in?
0: No, you've been gone for a while.
2: (laughs) Okay, well, that's the problem. Brother David, go to your concordance and type in what I'm fixing to tell you, okay? Okay. Type in, they that keep the commandments of Moses and the faith of Jesus Christ. It should be Revelation 14. I may have the wrong thing in my mind. I'm just going off memory, right this second. I'm going to try to reboot. I'm going to get out of here and try to reboot on the computer and get back in, in online.
4: While you're doing that. Okay. Let me go. I'm just gonna get on the other computer.
3: this
2: this computer is. I think it's the computer more than it is my stinking um web uh, internet service because on when one computer goes down, the other one works, mm-hmm. and they're they're not two foot from each other. So I don't know what's going on. It's crazy. It may
4: be the internet, the whole internet service. So yep, that's what it looks like.
3: You ain't found that yet, brother. Um, I'm looking up commandment of
1: Moses, commandments of Moses. Keep the and command.
2: Now look up commandments of God, brother. You'll find it that way. Oh, okay. You ah, yeah, just, that, yeah, that, yeah What, it, yeah, what you're going to have now, folks? Let me explain this. What you're going to have, you're going to. It's going to tell you you have got one bunch. It'll in another place that have the testimony of Jesus Christ, grace through faith, they're still alive, they're still there. That's why those ra- those pre-tribulation rapture folks are nutty, okay? And then you'll have the other group that get in by keeping the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus Christ, That's two different things, okay? One's do and one's don't. You don't have to do nothing, the other is do something. Faith in works, faith in works, Faith in works, that's what's coming back in. That's the way it was in the old covenant. That's the way it's going to be right at the very end. There's nothing new under the sun, and what goes around is going to come around. You got it now? Read it to him, brother. Yes,
1: Revelation 14:12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus.
2: There you go. There you go. You you can't beat it with a beating machine, folks. It's there. What are you going to do with it? Change it like everybody else tries to
4: do?
3: You can't change it. Find the other bunch, brother, that talks about, uh,
2: uh, that have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Just type in testimony of Jesus Christ.
0: Yes.
3: I'm still trying to get online. So, what I've been telling you folks is probably going to happen is not no pipe dream. It's not no
2: out of, out of possibility. I'm giving you scripture to back. There's two different classes. Uh, here it's going to show up. To, there's another gospel going to be preached. Another thing, let me tell you. remember that angel that flies through the air and preaches another gospel? Well, I'll get to that after Brother David. Um, I'll prove my point and, and nail it down with a coffin nail when Brother David reads this verse. Okay, <laughs> I got it
0: okay
1: revelations twelve, seventeen. and the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the commandments of god and have the testimony of jesus
2: christ okay that's still not the ones i'm looking that's still another but there's a there's another there's another statement like that that totally void of anything but grace through faith okay that one, that's that's what i want you to find I think I'm back online now. I'll help you, brother. And then I'm going to show you. If you can argue with what I'm going to show you next, then you're hopeless. Hopeless, because it's
3: going to be in your black and white right in front of your face.
4: Okay, got that part.
3: See folks, that, that that's why the verses in the Bible of rightly dividing the word of
2: truth. That's the reason there's so many divisions. I've told you this till you're sick and tired of hearing me say it. That's the reason for all the division and, and denominations and everything. Is half truths or truths that apply in a different period of time or truths that don't apply to the ones telling you that it's not true, but it's true for somebody else. That's the way the word of God's written. You can run around and dig a hole and bury your poop all day long, like they did in the Old Testament, and it ain't and it ain't gonna do nothing for you. Okay, that's what they did, by the way. You did know that, right? You have read the law. Yes, they had to turn it over <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> that's right, brother. I mean, my goodness, folks, you just can't you can't just pass over that stuff and not reconcile it with the Scripture. But oh see that's too much work for most folks. They might have to study a while, spend a few hours and a few years
3: studying and, and rely on the Spirit of God to give you the answers. You found it yet, brother? Uh no I didn't. Uh see I'm not doing too good tonight. Oh, wait a minute. i tell you what, I'll find that. You just go to Galatians. Revelations
1: 19.10, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not, I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy.
2: That's one of them. That's exactly one of them right there. And, and, but there's another and it's more clear. There is another one that is more clear, and um I'm like anyway, go to galatians one brother okay. while i I'll find it you go to galatians right. one I want sure. you to read to him where Paul talks about if a me or if a man or an even an angel from heaven come preaching any other gospel than that which you have received of me, let him be
3: cursed I want you to read that to him, okay. That's it. It'll probably be in the middle part of
4: Galatians chapter 1. Yes. I think I'm back in the chat room now. Yep,
2: back on. Let me get this down. Folks, I apologize for the delay. This is not good radio when there's dead space, but
3: this I had no idea that I was going to bring this topic up tonight or I would have been prepared for that. Okay.
4: Galatians oh. 1 verse
3: 6. I marvel that ye are so soon
1: removed from him that called you into the grace of Jesus Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you, and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be
2: accursed. Okay. Okay. You got that? Let him be, no, even if it's an angel, let him be accursed. Okay, Brother David, go to the book of Revelation to where the angel comes flying through there. And I saw an angel fly through the heavens preaching the everlasting gospel. Okay. There's your angel preaching another gospel when you see what that gospel is. That gospel's totally different. That's fear God. And some more stuff, Brother David's fixing to read it. Well, Paul says he's accursed. Is he accursed? No, because that's God's final plea for the ones to get in on the earth. Well, did Paul lie? No, he didn't. It was for a different time. It was for this period of time. Now, there's only one gospel. When it when the number is fulfilled, folks, and the, and that time of Jacob's troubles ushered in, those last three
3: and a half years, it's going to all change. Okay. Go ahead and read, brother. Revelations
1: 14, verse 6. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Saying with a loud voice, "Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come. And worship Him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters." Stay there and
2: go ahead. Keep on reading this good stuff.
1: And there followed another angel saying, "Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations." Drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication.
2: So there you go. It's in the time of Jacob's trouble. You got a time element of about when it'll take place. It's after the fall of Babylon. It's after the fall of that great mystery Babylon. Read a little bit further, brother. It's good stuff.
1: And, and the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead... Or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name.
2: Okay, that's good enough. One of the, I'll tell you what, folks, what I'll do for you. I know some of you's confused, and I don't want no confusion here, all right? I'll do a complete program on the differences, okay, with all the scriptures to show you the differences, okay? And when I finished, it'll be just like I did the other night, with about giving to the poor something above the tithe and offering, that giving that Paul talked about. All the verses I gave you for that, and then I gave you all the verses that dealt with give with regular give tithe giving. I'm using tithe because that's what everybody knows in their head of the regular offering for the pastor teacher. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you a program and I'll show you the differences. Show you how they were different, and give you the verses that back it up in the context where it appears. So let's go back to the book of Acts, brother. We'll leave yeah. that alone. That's a deep subject, and I know it's meat, and I know you ain't heard it before. And but it, it ain't the I'm not the only uh, person that loves the Word of God out there that that knows it as well. I'll just leave it at that. Go ahead, brother David. We'll, we're not going to be on here too yeah. much longer. Acts thirteen
1: verse forty. Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken of in the prophets. Behold, ye despisers, and wonder, and perish. For I work a work in your days, a work, work which ye shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them, the next Sabbath. Mm. Now, when the
0: congregation
1: oh, yeah. was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God.
2: You see that you see the proselyte thing come up again, brother. Brother David's oh, right. It just keeps mm-hmm. on coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. And it, it and folks out there just keep denying it, denying it, denying it, denying it. Well, why don't you go back and check where it first started and find out who it was, okay? I've done told you where it was at. Have you went back there and read Exodus 12? You think Brother Don making it up? I told you where it started. I told you how the Lord made room for the heathens. Some of the heathens come in. Okay, that's just the way it is. But they don't come in like us and that's the reason for the screaming and cussing and hollering and pointing fingers and everything, because some people just don't have the Spirit of God to understand the Scriptures and what they're trying to teach. i got and a I question. Can, sure, brother.
0: It, it may be nothing, but is there any difference between a proselyte and a religious proselyte?
2: No, not at all. all right, just because a proselyte that. is, is taking on another person's belief or religion. Same thing.
0: No point in making it that but, way then.
2: Right. In other words, you just looking for the uh, maybe a division there.
0: I didn't know. It's just a difference. Wondered why.
2: Well, yeah, that that's that that's a good idea. But as far as I can tell, there's no uh, there is no um, clear division right there. It's uh, a proselyte and a religious proselyte. Well, well, I take that back. If, if you want to get just technical about it, you could make a difference, yeah. If you want to get technical, but the the book, the Word of God, is not technical on that on that subject. But you could be a proselyte to uh, to um Baal worship, but that's still religion. Let me find see how to find something else. Be a proselyte. It's taking on somebody else's something other, okay, and making it your own, even though you you're not supposed to be there. Right. Their okay? culture,
1: for example. You yeah,
2: I go across a lot to culture. a different culture. There you go. That'll work. So that's that's good catch, brother Kevin. That's good. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. What time is it? How long have we been on tonight?
0: It's nine o'clock. My but. God.
2: Another two hour show. Oh, praise the Lord, I guess, for some folks. And other folks is cussing me right now probably. But anyway. Um, Brother David, how much further we got?
1: Um oh, four. You're verses? Right. Verse Yeah, we're at verse 44, and there's 52.
2: Okay, let's let's wrap Acts 13 on up, okay?
1: Yes, verse 44. And the next Sabbath day came also the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing ye put it from you, and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles.
2: Okay, now Paul just told you exactly what I've been telling you tonight. It was necessary that the Judeans hear the gospel first. Okay, because it was prophesied. That's what Paul said. Read it again, brothers, so this is it.
1: Okay, verse 46. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing ye put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, We turn to the Gentiles.
2: There you go. There you go. And that's what it said. It's a prophesied. The Lord done made the statement it had to come to pass. It's to the Jew first and then then to the Gentile, whoever all that entails. It's to the Judean first. It's to the tribes of Judah, Benjamin, and some of Levi first. That's who it's to. That's who the gospel was preached to. That's the reason Christ said, "I've only come to the lost sheep of the house of Israel." That's the reason he said that. Well, that means that. No, it don't mean you because you weren't a Judean. You weren't. Your your forefathers, at least I don't think so, weren't part of Judah. You if you're we're we're scattered. We're the ten scattered, okay? Ephraim, Manasseh, all that bunch. We wouldn't it. We wouldn't nobody, but not God's people. That's what we weren't. Hosea one, like I've been telling you. So the the corporate house of Israel at that time was Judah, and like I said, a few people, a few from Benjamin, and a few from Levi. Dismiss us in a word of prayer, brother. And wait, first of all, is there any questions? I'm sorry I went so long tonight, folks. I apologize. No
3: questions.
2: Brother David, if you would, dismiss us in a word of prayer. Bro.
1: Just a brief comment, though, go about ahead, go Judah. Ahead. You just, it's no big deal. But mainly almost the entire house of Judah was scattered as well, except for those that lived in Jerusalem. That's and right. I forget the name amen. of the small city. A, yeah, it, wasn't just, it
2: wasn't just one small city, brother. Let me tell you, folks, what? Almost, almost
0: ninety yeah,
2: percent, 90%, 90%, 90% mm-hmm. of Judah went with the captivity. Yes. The only ones the left were the city, ones with Hezekiah. Yeah, the small
1: city that I was referring to is there was two cities that didn't go into captivity, Jerusalem and an, another smaller city that was right next to Jerusalem. That's and I right. forget the name.
2: And I do. But, yeah,
1: I'm, there were hundreds of cities that were taken over, and the majority of Judah was carried off.
2: That's correct. He's absolutely. He's, I, I've made mention of that before, but I, I forgot the name of that other little city, too. Ninety percent of Judah went into captivity as well. Absolutely, amen. So you could
1: be from Judah. <laughs> well, yeah, Who
2: yeah, does. yeah, <laughs> but corporately, the House of Israel was there in Jerusalem. Amen. Corporately, yes, mm-hmm. that was what was considered at the time. And then the Lord said, you know, he he, the Samaritan woman wasn't it a Samaritan woman, a Canaanite woman? What did what did he tell her? The Samaritan. No, the Canaanite woman.
1: Yeah. From Samaria, who uh, wanted her daughter healed?
2: Right. And didn't he tell her? And she kept bugging him and said, hey, Lord, yeah, I know we're dogs, but the mm-hmm. dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Amen. That's showing you the proselyte thing. That's showing you the division spiritually right there, folks, if you could see.
1: Yes. It. Yes. And she was in even admitting that she wasn't going to get the full deal. Mm-hmm. But she was going to get some scraps. She That's was going right. to get something from God.
2: There you go. And Paul takes three chapters, starts it off in nine by saying, all those promises given in the Old Testament for national Israel, Paul said, the, get, the promises and the covenants were to you, Israel. And then you've got a whole other set of promises and stuff that goes for us, the new body. The promise that will that all things work together for good. The promise that my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I can go on and on and on. See, division. The there wasn't none of that stuff promised in the Old Testament. If you think it was, find it for me, okay? Find it in Deuteronomy, Numbers, or Leviticus, or Exodus. Find it for me. It ain't there. It ain't there, folks. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we've had to spend tonight around your word tonight, Father. And, Lord, I pray that things that's been said tonight, Father, that may be new to some people, I pray that you would give them special insight from the real teacher, and that's the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that you'd meet their needs. Bless them in the chat room. The ones that download, I pray that you bless them as well, Father. Give them a blessing like you want to give the blessing. And I know that blessing will, will entail drawing closer to you in some way, whether it be financial, whether it be chastening or scourging, whatever it is, Lord. But I pray that blessing on the downloaders for each and every one of them. For ones in the chat room, I pray that the most pressing thing on their heart, Father, that's close to you would be answered the prayers yes. in their life any heal any healings that need to be done, father, you're a god of healing, father. healing was in the atonement, Father, I pray that you'd heal them of the problems that's in their life that they yes. need heal father that 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 would set them use it, Father, to set them on fire for you use it use that special blessing to br- draw them closer to your book and a desire more to learn about you and draw closer to you in that personal relationship, to to that desire to love you more than anything else that there is, knowing that in eternity those things is what's going to matter forever and ever and ever. And I ask all these things in the name of the name that is above every name, and that be Jesus Christ. Love you guys.
1: Amen. Contact information for Don Spears Ministry. Telephone number is 334 397 2333. Again, that's 334 397 2333. The email address is joydon1953yahoo.com joydon 1953 at yahoo.com. Mailing address, 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, 36017, 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone.
2: Thank you, Brother David. Great job. Good job, Brother Kevin. See you guys this coming... Uh, Sunday night, Lord willing and health permits. Amen. Brother Dave, you get a chance, give me a call later on this weekend, brother, sometime, okay? Okay. I'd love to talk to you. You've got some stuff I want to run by you, okay? And okay. for each one of you folks out there, and again, pre- please p- pray for Brother Calvinist Baptist, okay? And also remember Brother Sergio in your prayers and his family. Please remember them in your prayers as well. I appreciate it very much. God bless each and every one of you guys, and we will see you, Lord willing, this coming Sunday night.
4: Good night, all. Good night, brother.